Today, Pastor David will help us understand what kingdoms are all about, and especially the difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. Here's Pastor David. Now, if you get a chance, there's a book by a guy named Russell Moore. It's called Engaging the Culture Without Losing the Gospel. Um, it's in chapter three of that book. There's a lot of stuff about the kingdom of God. I found it to be really, really strong teaching. So it's a great book. Chapter three is on the kingdom of God. Um, I got some of what we're going to talk about here from there, and I thought it was just really, really good. And so um, here's the thing. As believers, we need to understand what the kingdom of God is because you cannot understand who you are and what you're doing and where you're going without understanding that. But one of the problems is that we live in a democratic republic, or we're supposed to anyway, and that is nothing like your classic kingdom. So when we think about like kings and queens, we're thinking about, I don't know, like uh, royal weddings at two in the morning that people stay up for and get all excited about, right? Or whatever. That's, that's what we're thinking about, right? Like these other countries and like these people who like cut ribbons or like wave to people or whatever. That's, that's what we're thinking about kings and queens, but that's not what we're talking about. Okay, um, we need to understand kingdoms in a different way. Jesus tells us this, Matthew six thirty three. He says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you." And when Jesus teaches His disciples to pray, He says this: "In this manner, therefore, pray: Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Jesus is talking about the kingdom. So, what is this about? What is the kingdom of God? What is this about going from the power of Satan to the power of God? What is this about forgiveness? What is this about light and darkness? What, what's going on in this, in this thing? Listen, if you're a Christ follower, you've got you to connect with this about the future glory of God's kingdom. We all understand that part. We've read to the end of the book, hopefully, and you've seen about the new heaven and new earth and Jesus making all things new, that future glory, but there's a present reality of the kingdom of God that you need to grasp onto and understand. Okay. Throughout the Old Testament, we see Jesus and the coming kingdom foreshadowed through the tabernacle and the temple, the year of Jubilee and these other things. We see Jesus foreshadowed. We see the kingdom of God foreshadowed. We begin to understand that something is creating a new order, that there's a new order being promised through these people, these Israelites, right? And we start to get that there's something there, but, but we don't really connect that to like heaven and all that. Because I think that when we think about heaven, um, most people are thinking about something kind of boring. Like we're all going to be sort of like these chubby little people with like little wings and a harp um, where there's clouds involved, that type of thing. Or else we're like in a big group and we're just singing all the time. Just singing, singing, singing or whatever. And I think people, I think people connect to heaven that way. And it's kind of like, well, probably just stay here for a while. All uh, right. They're not, they're not necessarily wanting to go to that, but that's of course not at all what heaven is about. It's not the picture that Scripture gives us. The hope of the kingdom of God is, is laid out in a number of things, and all of them have to do with pushing back the curse, right? The hope of the kingdom of God is about the blind scene and prisoners being set free and hope for the poor, right? And, and that the old and the broken will be made new. Those are the, that's the kind of imagery that we have of the kingdom of God. And, but people got mad. When Jesus talked about that hope, when Jesus talked about the kingdom, why did they get mad when he proclaimed the kingdom? Let me give you an idea of why they might have gotten mad. Because it seems untrue. If you look at the world around you, does it look like the kingdom of God? Do the blind see? Are the peacemakers blessed? Are the meek inheriting the earth? Are those who mourn comforted? 
Are the captives liberated? Not usually, right? In fact, for us, as we walk around, if we live long enough before the Lord comes back, guess what's going to happen to all of you? This world is going to kill you. For those of you 40, just because that's how old I am, and over, you probably feel it already. It doesn't feel like the kingdom of God. It feels like back pain, right? It doesn't smell like the kingdom of God. It smells like Bengay or whatever that you're, you know, whatever that stuff is, it smells funny. That's what we see. We see the brokenness. We see the brokenness, and, and, and it doesn't look anything like the kingdom of God. It doesn't seem like good news. And some people say, hey, this is just humanity. This is just normal humanity, regular, normal people and what they deal with. Let me tell you something so that you understand something. You have never met a normal person. You have never met normal, regular humanity, unless you were in the garden that I don't know about. None of us are exactly as God had wanted us to be. None of us humans are what God had wanted us to be. This world, we couldn't be in this world who God had wanted us to be, who God had made us and designed us to be. A normal human is something we don't know anything about. Because there's another power, another kingdom that's at work in the world. Satan has his own power. And he's doing his own thing in this world. And it's the power of sin and death that came into the world. Adam and Eve brought that in. And ever since then, you haven't known a normal, regular person. It's why bad things happen. It's why we see racism and hate and violence and perversion and broken bodies and broken families and disease and death. All of that comes from that kingdom, that kingdom of darkness, that kingdom of curse. So that's the power of Satan. That's the fallen world. And when we sin, we broke relationship with God. We broke it. We broke relationship with each other. We broke relationship with nature. It was all broken and jacked up. And so as this whisper of this new kingdom was coming, as God chose this chosen people and used them to say something to us about what was coming, about what he was going to do, he's proclaiming a coming kingdom. And from that nation was prophesied Christ, the Messiah, who would bring in the kingdom of God, and that is Jesus Christ. And if you look at the ministry of Jesus and you see it in terms of bringing the kingdom, you'll, you'll see something and understand something new and important. Listen, Jesus turned back every aspect of the curse in his ministry. Right out of the gate, he goes out into the desert and lives with these wild beasts and is not harmed. He silences the wind, the storms, the natural disasters from this fallen world with a word. He heals and sets back to right broken bodies, physical healing. He casts out evil ones who beg him for mercy as he shows that he has power over darkness. And he rose on the third day. Jesus was proclaiming his kingdom and he was showing us what it is like and what it's going to be like, what it's like now and what it's going to be like. He was making the crooked straight and taking people from death to life, from darkness to light. So why is the world still fallen? Why hasn't Jesus made all things new? You've got to understand something about the way the kingdom is coming. There is a place where Jesus is ruling now, where he's ruling now, and it's here in the church. Jesus is ruling in the church. The kingdom is here in the church. 
Within the context of this world, and there's a power of darkness, within the church, the kingdom is here. We are the light. We are what Jesus is using to show the light to bring people from the power of Satan to the power of God. That's you and me if you're a Christ follower. His church, you are the ones that are showing those aspects, those whispers, those glimpses into the kingdom. We are his embassy. We are his ambassadors. We are being ruled by Christ and his kingdom. It's an amazing thing if you can get your mind around it. There's two acts here. This is an act. This act is where Jesus rules his church. The next act is where Jesus comes and takes over everything. But prior to that, Jesus is ruling through his church to try to draw as many people into light and out of the darkness, out of the power of Satan, into the power of God, before he has to come and take over in a way that's not going to be as fun for people. That's going to be bad. That's, that's the coming judgment. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23 says this. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church is his body. It's where Christ rules. It is the colony of the coming kingdom. That's the church. You aren't going to church. Well, let's, let's go. You guys want to go to church? You know, find a church? No. The church is Christ's kingdom. He rules. The church is not a place. It's not a set of, of, of programs. It's you and me. Ruled by Christ, following him, tearing down the strongholds of the darkness that's out there because you're the only ones on this earth right now. Those of you who are in Christ who are following him, who are saved, who are forgiven, who are free in him, who are being ruled by Christ instead of the other thing. You have something to rejoice about because you're under the headship of Christ and he's molding you and he's forming you. And we're following Jesus Christ. We're modeling what the kingdom of God will look like for those who are outside trying to draw them in. This isn't some cult. There's nothing secret. In fact, the thing about Christianity that may be different than some other things is that we want the doors open. We want you to shine the light. We want you to see. We want you to see what Jesus is doing in our lives. We want people on the outside to see in. There's no secrets here. It's about light in darkness. Jesus is showing us what the kingdom is look like through the preaching of the word, through baptism, through communion. We see, we get a glimpse in who Jesus is and who his kingdom is. We are being shaped and formed to, and prepared to rule in the coming kingdom. We are being shaped now in the life of the church. David, the king, dodged spears, right, from Saul and from Philistines and the rest of that as God was preparing him to rule. You will go through difficult things, not because God doesn't love you, but because he's preparing you to rule. You are joint heirs with him. Do you understand who you are? Do you not know that we will judge angels? Do you understand what God is doing through you? Because if you do, 
It helps put in perspective those difficult things that you walk through because you're being prepared for the kingdom that is to come. And how do we learn to rule? By washing feet, by changing diapers and cleaning toilets, by counseling each other and loving one another, by mourning with those who mourn and rejoicing with those who rejoice, by setting up chairs on Sunday morning and playing guitars and keyboards and singing in front of people, by studying the Word of God, by speaking the truth in love, by playing laser tag with the youth or bunko with the retired group, by going to Honduras, by giving our first fruits to him. And when we understand this and when we see ourselves through the vision of God's coming kingdom and that kingdom that he's working in us now, it changes everything. C.S. Lewis says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. And this is a classic kind of Facebook C.S. Lewis quote. But when you understand the kingdom of God, it's like that. Not only do you see it when you start to look for it and you start to understand what the truth is, but by it you start to see everything else. You start to understand what you're here for. Whether you're herding goats or you're a medical doctor or you're a plumber or, or, you're, or you're at home raising these children, whatever it is, it's for you, for his kingdom. Right now it's important. It's not nothing. It's eternal. It's valuable. It's amazing. When we understand what Jesus is doing through us, man, do we understand our mission. We don't just go to church. We don't just find a church. We are his church. We are his kingdom. And it's the only place where people from the outside can look in and see anything like the darkness being pushed back. As I watch, as I've seen some of these that got baptized today, some of these that I've been in relationship with for years now here at Acts Church, and I see the darkness being pushed back. I see people growing more and more and more towards Jesus, him doing more and more, preparing them more and more. I see the power of God at work. And when I look out in the world, that's not what I see. I see more school shootings. I see more darkness. I see more death. I see, I see people becoming more jaded, more difficult. But in the church, I see growth. I see healing. I see amazing things happening as God pushes back the curse and shows the outside what it's like to be part of the kingdom of God. Why? Are Willie and I singing at the top of our lungs in this car on the way to law school, just blasting it out, come on, Lord. Why are we doing that? Because we're experiencing something, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God we're experiencing. This is what it feels like in this moment. I understand what it was like, just slightly, what it was like to be in Eden. What it's going to be like when God restores and makes all things new. There's just this moment of it as the Holy Spirit and I are communing as I'm singing to him that I'm just, I'm just seeing a glimpse of what it is. And the only people who can see that glimpse are those who are under the rule and authority of Jesus Christ. And the only people who are under the rule and authority of Jesus Christ are his church, his kingdom. You've been rescued by the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ, and you've tasted, you've just tasted a new creation. And because there's one thing that can't be said about you, that can be said about everyone on earth, and has, and has been able to be said about you before, you can't be accused. You know why? Because Jesus couldn't be accused. Because Satan had no part in Jesus. He could not come and look at Jesus and accuse him because there was no sin in him. There was no sin in him, but there wasn't you, there wasn't me. 
So what happened? Jesus took his righteousness and gave it to us so that Satan could no longer look at us and accuse us and say, mine. That one's mine. You've moved from that, if you're a Christ follower, into the kingdom of God where Jesus says, no, mine. And he says, no, no, they did. And he says, no, no, I paid. It's been paid. <sighs> Listen, that's why we're here. That's why I heard, do you know how amazing it is to know that we are Christ's? Why are these people going in this water? It's cold. Because they want to symbolize this obedience to Christ. I'm in him. Satan can't say mine anymore. Jesus now says mine and mine forever, and you can never take them from my hand, and I'll hear no accusation against them because I've paid already, and there's life forever in that. Yeah. cannot be accused. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You're a Christ follower, which means you have nothing to fear. You are part of the kingdom of God. You're his workmanship. You're his bride. If you're his bride, think about what the best husband ever in the universe would be like towards his bride. That's what you're like in Christ. The next time you're afraid, worried, concerned, I'm his bride. Jesus has more. If you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, if you believe that he's God and has that kind of power, you need have no fear when you're in his kingdom. I'm not saying nothing bad will ever happen to you. Paul said, I'm still standing here, but as you know, who, who, if you've been through Acts, he wasn't standing there easily. People threw rocks at him, beat him down, all kinds of stuff, but he was still standing and growing. I'm not saying nothing bad is going to happen to you. I'm saying that all things will work together for good for those who, are, who love God and who are the called according to his purpose. That's you if you're in Christ, if you're in his kingdom. So listen, don't be tied to the kingdom of this world, which is passing away. Don't be influenced by the kingdom of this world, which is passing away. Don't lust after it. Don't envy after it. Don't look at those who are in the power of Satan and say, that looks good to me because you have no idea what they're going through. Instead, push deeper and deeper and deeper into the kingdom of God, into his rule and reign. Are you making the most of your place in the kingdom of God? There's so much peace and hope that we can experience when we understand what Jesus did for us and who we are in Him. And if you'd like some of that in your own life, let me invite you to come see us here at Axe Church in Vancouver, Washington. We'd love to help you experience everything that God has for you as you plug into His church. Easy directions and all the info you need are just a click away at axechurchnw.org. Hope to meet you this Sunday. And I hope to see you right here next time for more great Bible teaching with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate. Contemplate.